Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Wednesday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, the early break fun show so far. you got the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call or text the show at 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Tomorrow, by the way, Mike Schaefer in the studio with us for the 7 o'clock hour. Looking forward to that. And tomorrow, Sip, tomorrow, tomorrow, NFL regular season is back. Bills, Rams. Guess where I'm going to be watching on my couch from start to finish. Um, it's a 7-15, 7-20 kickoff tomorrow night. Yeah, and, and then on Monday, what? tell the listeners again what happens Monday. Tell the listeners again what happens Monday. Is it for NFL? No, you're, you do your breakdown. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. Monday at 6.45. At 6.45 on Monday, we will have, we'll kick off the season with, with Sip's favorite segment of the entire it is. year, basically. I'm not joking. NFL winners and losers. Yeah, you play the music in the background. Yep, I'll play it. I'll and, give you five winners and, and five losers like I always yeah, do. Yeah, and you're awesome. It's kind of funny in a way, but it's very informative. Uh, yeah, I usually rip people. I usually make fun of <laughs> You start yelling. I do. The, the best chance of you staring off into Holy space shit. and yelling is the NFL, NFL winners, winners and losers. <laughs> you're damn right it is. Don't you forget that. You stare to your right at nothing at all and yell. <laughs> well, so if the Dolphins funny. lose the Patriots, you can bet I'll be yelling yeah. and staring that direction. <laughs> Why do you stare off in that direction? It's just you know I gotta, I can't be. I gotta. You get in a zone. I don't gotta you? get in the zone. It's it's, just, it's called the zone. Yep. Oh, you haven't been in the zone recently. <laughs> well, I'm in that pissed recently. I know you need to get mad. Well, when NFL Listen comes to around, some shine down when and NFL watch the comes around, I start getting mad. Yeah, then the, the inner turmoil yeah, begins. Then, yeah. Exactly. I'm fighting it off right now. <laughs> We're good. Until Sunday comes around and the turmoil is all back. And <laughs> this thing I wait all year for just causes me so much pain and misery. Yeah, pain. pain. And I just say, why do I look forward to this every year? I don't know why. Right. Listen I, to some Breaking Benjamin and feel the pain. By the way, before we move on to my segment, uh, the milkman has liked, has liked to criticize me on the text line. Okay, the milkman. Because you said... Before we went to break, you can't find fried chicken anymore at restaurants. Uh-huh. I said, Sip, we're in the chicken district. He says, Jake, you think good fried chicken is fast food? My God, son. I, I, was, I know. I was a little taken aback by that, too. I'm talking about a sit-down restaurant. All right. You don't think Cheddar's has fried chicken? You love that place. Probably- I don't think it has. Oh, ooh, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not going to do this to Cheddar's. I don't know if they have it or not. I don't know if they have fried chicken. They might. That's a good. That's a good call by you. It's, Wait, well, we know Lee's has fried chicken. That's well, that specializes sure. in fried chicken. Exactly. Yeah, I need to go over to Lee's. I need to try that fried chicken. I just want fried chicken, a salad, and a baked potato. That's Grandmothers used good. to have it. Really, they they used to have. It was fabulous. So yeah, that's what I'm looking for. You need, if you can help sip out, you can text us some spots so we can. I can give them a rundown. Or I can you. get a good pe- two good pieces of white meat. Okay. Fried, fried chicken. chicken. Fried chicken. With with a good baked potato and a good crisp salad. All right. Well, I'll text on help us out. Places in the area so I can give Sip a list. Of I don't sound like I'm 55. I don't know what. He doesn't do. He doesn't do Google. So he needs you guys' help. Basically. Four six four five six eight. God, I do. Yeah, Google. Mary Ellen's by the way has great fried chicken. I'm more sophisticated than you think. Mary Ellen's. We'll be there tonight. Fried chicken. Yeah, Very that sounds great. Chicken. We'll be there tonight. Yeah. Great fried chicken. Okay, come on. All right, here's my question for you. 402-464-5685. Nebraska plays 
Georgia Southern this weekend, 6 p.m. Memorial Stadium, trying to get their second straight win to get to 2-1 and one in the season. Is there anything Nebraska can achieve this weekend to make you believe they could contend and beat, with, beat Oklahoma next week? Defend the air raid well. Defend, I mean, get off the field against against Georgia Southern, which will probably run tempo. You know, everybody does to us, or most teams do to a certain extent. My concern about reading about Oklahoma and Oklahoma's opener against UTEP was Oklahoma turned up the tempo to a high degree. How about in the first quarter? How about this? In the first quarter, Oklahoma ran 13 plays in 3 minutes, 35 seconds. Whoa. Yeah, they that's one play every 16.5 seconds. Racked up 223 yards against UTEP and built a 21-0 lead. See, I worry about that in the context of what we've seen from Nebraska, especially this past week where they were having trouble getting lined up, looked like there was confusion. Well, Dylan Gabriel, if he's if he's running that offense at Oklahoma at a fast pace and whipping passes to Marvin Mims, uh, Eric Gray out of the backfield, whoever, uh, that that that's not a good picture, right? Oklahoma on a you know if it's a beautiful fall day, if Dylan Gabriel the left-hander just comes, I think he's a left-hander, just comes in ripping passes around, um, it could it could it could be a problem now. The thing about that is, though, it's sort of interesting. If it doesn't go well, if they're if they're misfiring, if they're having some three and outs, it can be a problem. And it was a problem for Oklahoma against UTEP a little bit in the in the second quarter. UTEP's quarterback was eleven of 15, eleven of thirteen in the second quarter. Um, UTEP moved the ball. And and Jeff Lebby, the Oklahoma offensive coordinator, had to slow things down, and they started running it a little bit, slowed it down, because UTEP kind of crawled back in the game, got to twenty-one to ten. UTEP was moving the ball. Uh, Oklahoma was handing it to him, you know. After I think two series last a total of one minute thirty-six seconds. So that, but anyway. No, if you read about Oklahoma's game against UTEP, yeah, I know what you're going to say. UTEP sucks, all that, whatever. I Oklahoma. I didn't say that. You they, said that. They had oh, – UTEP's not all that bad. Yeah, I don't think they are that bad. Right. And Oklahoma dismantled them in in Oklahoma at at uh, Memorial Stadium in Norman. It's It's a little concerning reading about it. I mean, it, it sounds good. But come on. You balance it against the fact that they're playing UTEP in Norman. It's Venable's first game. That place was charged up, Jake. Dylan Gabriel, by the way, 15-23, 233 yards, two touchdowns. Good, not great is the reports. He was good, not great. And you said Eric Gray, 16 carries, 102 yards, not phenomenal. Fine, fine. Tennessee transfer, we saw him last year, good, not great. Good, not great. But you're right. It was 21 to 10. They had a bit of a sack fest. Yeah. That the, the other thing that concerns you defensively, Oklahoma had five sacks in the first half. <laughs> Hello, five sacks in the first half. And for the game, how many? They had? they had six in the game. So they're firing off the edge in the first half. That caused UTEP obviously all kinds of problems. Except in the second quarter, the guy was 11 for 13. So they, their, their quarterback, UTEP's quarterback, found a groove against them. I, 
I don't know. You don't want to overdo it with the Oklahoma. This Oklahoma is a great team stuff because we saw them last we year. We did, and, and they well, again they were very beatable. Nebraska very yeah. much they could have won that game in Norman. They could have. Right. They didn't. Here's a, uh, a couple texts coming in regarding the question was: Is there anything Nebraska can achieve this weekend to make you believe they could beat Oklahoma next week? Michael and Carolina has four things. Ooh, ready for this? Okay. Number one, defend the pass well. Yeah. Okay. Two, generate turnovers. And I want to stop right there. Yeah. When you got a fast-paced offense, which Oklahoma has, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It is they vital. Can't. It is vital for Nebraska to get their hands on passes. Both Here's- defensive line tipping them at the line of scrimmage, and if you can't, if you can't stop the play, well, get your hand on the pass. They've got. The they've done. Back. They've tipped a few, but. In the first two games, Nebraska hasn't come close to an interception. They haven't. That's what it's important to get. You know, a defensive lineman got to get their hands on the ball. Yeah, tip it. Yeah, or a or a linebacker or you know, whoever. We, we just saw Casey Thompson throw to a linebacker last week. You know, have a linebacker surprise the quarterback. Right, kind of pop up or didn't see you there. Right, Casey did not see number fifty. He did not. He did he not. Whipple right addressed. Yeah, Whipple addressed that. He was looking at the other linebacker, and that linebacker popped into his radar. And almost ended the afternoon for Nebraska. What well, made it really difficult for Nebraska? Okay, go ahead. What's what's number three? Number three, take care of the football. No, no turnovers. Yeah. Number four, uh, how about a perfect special teams game? That would be nice. That's possible. That yeah. is that they're is achievable. Toward that, it seems like. Yep. It seems like they're make your field goals. Boom Sheeny seems like he's pretty reliable mm-hmm. a punter. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. I'd like to see a, at least a an attempt of a punt return. Right? They're not even trying. Well, now, hold on. A lot of these punt return situations have been Nebraska fielding the punts inside the 10 or inside the 15. A lot is not all, though. Yeah, a lot, most of them. Those ones I'm fine just catching the ball. But if it's not that situation, I want to see a guy make, you know, have a take a chance. Defense, it would be nice if the defense would pin the opponent back in its its side of the field a few more times. It would give you some returnable punts. We haven't seen a lot of that. Go ahead. What else? Uh, RJ says nothing in this game would give Nebraska a chance against Oklahoma. Their defense will jack Nebraska up. New strength coach Jerry Schmidt has them playing big and tough and physical at Oklahoma. Those two defensive ends, including Reggie Grimes, will maul us. Grimes had two and a half. Reggie Grimes had two and a half sacks at halftime. Reggie Grimes, though, hasn't been... I mean, he hasn't been a great pass rusher at Oklahoma. It, he's kind of come onto the scene this year. That's it. Um, so, we'll, yeah, Reggie Grimes is definitely a, a guy to watch. A guy to watch. Uh, okay, Austin, I got you. I Reggie Grimes. Okay, so what? What, uh, what else would lead you to believe that Nebraska could maybe pull this upset? I'd like to see Anthony Grant have a third straight game where he shows that, you know, he could, if Nebraska wants to go with ball control a little bit, that he's reliable. Um, A.J. Allen, same way. Um, can Nebraska, look, look, Whipple ran the ball in this game. Look at, you You read the. Yeah, the 41 rushes, 21 passes. Yeah, they'll do it. That was heartening. He did, yeah, he did. That was heartening. 41 runs, 21 passes. And you might, that sort of game might behoove Nebraska this against Oklahoma. We're not looking. Nobody's looking past Georgia Southern. Not, you're not. Certainly not. Yeah, you're scared. So I'm sweating bullets over here. Yeah, I'm not sweating bullets as much as you are. Night game helps. Well, let me let me say this. I th- I think maybe the biggest thing, and we've d- addressed this all season long, but in a, in a game against an air raid opponent, 
I'm going to say the most important thing for Nebraska is going to be defensively open field tackling. Yes, and they haven't been very if good. If you are letting guys just go through your grasp and you're not right. bringing them down, guess what? You're not going to beat Oklahoma that right. way. Right. They yeah. got better athletes, better players than, than Georgia Southern. <laughs> you think? Um, so if we're seeing missed open field tackles, then, oh, that's trouble. then I don't oh know if you have a God, chance against that's trouble. Oklahoma. Oh, it'd be big trouble. Are you going to have Volkelec back? I mean, I know you, you keep talking about defense. I keep shifting the conversation to offense. Are you going to have Volkelec back? I mean, that's big. If you can get Volkelec back, that helps a ton. Is Casey healthy? Yeah, I think he'll be healthy. Um, do you have your guns? Do, now, will you have Nick Henrich back? My guess is no. So I shifted back to defense. Nick Henrich, the inside linebacker. My guess is no. So... Maybe Chenander threw Ernest Hausman out there against North Dakota thinking, okay, I got to get him into the fire. I got to get Ernest Hausman, the true freshman from Columbus, into the fire because he's going to, because the fire is going to be burning hot against Oklahoma. Get him, get him in there. Play him 40 snaps. Played him 40 snaps against North Dakota. Ernest Hausman. My guess is you'll see Ernest Hausman again play 40 snaps against Georgia Southern. Get him in there. Let him work out the kinks. Missed two tackles early, settled it. He then Ernest Hausman settled in. Man, man alive though. I mean, guys like Gifford, who played well, by the way. Isaac Gifford played well against North Dakota. One of the bright spots on defense was Gifford. Isaac. Um, he's got to he's got to have a big game against Oklahoma. He's got to make plays at from the nickel spot like JoJo did. Remember JoJo? I, I sure do. do you remember JoJo Jones? Yeah, he was here last season. Yeah. <laughs> He's on the Colts roster right, right now. He was big. He was a playmaker. And he could cover. JoJo could cover. They're missing that, by the way. They're missing that. He, he could jo- cover. Yeah, JoJo, JoJo was a valuable player. He could cover. He was a valuable piece last yeah. year. Hell, he could cover those Ohio State guys. Yeah, that, I remember Todd McShay, the ESPN draft guru, mm-hmm. was, was just all over JoJo with his performance against Ohio State. Right. Um. Yeah. So those guys, real. I mean, I'm talking about inside linebacker, safeties, nickel. It, that's where they're getting attacked. Not that's where they're getting attacked. And Oklahoma will attack it. Now, question for you: How good is Dylan Gabriel? He wasn't great against UTEP. It, uh, does Ga- How much does Dylan Gabriel scare you? Uh, I think he's a fine quarterback. I don't think he's great. Right. I think that's he's, how he's I. That's very, how I. He's very capable. He'll be better than Kyle Vantrese is from Georgia Southern. Yeah. But it, it, that's what. Would well, be better than Rattler. Appreciably better than Rattler. Rattler threw two picks in the opener, by the way, this, against against Georgia State. Did they win? They won. They got outgained by Georgia State, South Carolina. I, they won by yeah, 21. I think he's he's better than Rattler. You think he's better than Rattler? Rat, Rat, Rattler got benched last season. Caleb mm-hmm. Williams. Took over his right. spot. Well, Caleb Williams is second second best odds to win the Heisman. Well, Spencer Rattler got benched for a reason. He wasn't very good last season. I don't. I don't. Remember, remember I don't go hard as hard on Rattler as a lot of Rattler people. He's did, still he pretty good. Just so average against Nebraska. He did nothing. He was. Average what if Rattler as hell. wanted to come to Nebraska? You would have got excited. I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-mm. I just this guy. He's damaged goods at this point. Okay. South Carolina welcomed him. It was good two years ago. Yeah, of course. He needed a quarterback. He, and he whipped two interceptions he in gonna, the opener. Is he going to be the starter there going forward? I mean, we'll see. Yeah. He's not guaranteed. I mean, he started the Oklahoma uh, season last year and got benched midway through. 
What if Cavs watched South There's Carolina? There's no guarantee he's a starting quarterback the whole season at, at South Carolina. Oh, you don't know that. Well, yeah. There's no yeah, guarantee. Yeah, I do know that. Well, yeah, there's in no that guarantee. there's no guarantee for anybody that they're going to be the starter all season, right? Injuries. There's some places, if, if, barring injury, that I can guarantee it. Right. I can't. Okay. But I, I, I just rather doesn't do it for me, man. I, 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 was, I was stunned at how just completely average at best he was last year <sighs> against Nebraska. Not as hard on him as you. Doc says Ryan uh, Nebraska made Ryan Helensky look like Peyton Manning. Yeah, they did. Scary. <laughs> they did. They did. Helensky looked really good to it me. It was horrible. By the way, year. Northwestern Duke this weekend is you really got to pay attention to that game, right? What does Northwestern look like in game two? I believe Duke won their game last week. They ended a long losing streak. But Northwestern plays Duke this week. I know. And that game for a Nebraska fan, you have to be intrigued by that, right? Duke is coming off of a 30-0 to win against Temple. Okay, interesting. Interesting. See what that looks like. See what Helensky looks like in game two. See if Northwestern can run the ball against Duke like they ran it against Nebraska. That would that will give you some clues. What if what if Northwestern buries Duke? You know? They won't. You don't think so? Yeah, that they those teams play a lot for some reason. I don't know why. It always feels like every year that Northwestern plays Duke and they lose to Duke. Mm-hmm. Look at the, the, the series the last, like, 10, 15 years. They've played Duke several times. I think they've lost almost every time to him. Hmm. That was David Cutcliffe, though, for Duke back yeah. in the day, or those mm-hmm. ones. Not, not Mike Elko, the new coach. Mike Elko, nice job, nice name. Who helped Good them pull. to a 30-0 to zero victory over Temple. Good pull. <laughs> I guess so the answer, I, to, to, to wrap this up before we move on, my question again was, what can Nebraska achieve this weekend to believe that they can beat Oklahoma next Tackle week. in the open field. That's a, that's, I think that's number one. Open field tackling mm-hmm. against the air raid offense. Mm-hmm. Number one. Numero uno. Most important thing. Not sacks, but pass rush. Disruptive in the backfield. Disruptive please, in the backfield. Please give your stat about Kyle Van Trees again. Kyle Van Trees in 650 career pass attempts has only been sacked 10 times. Crafty. Not necessarily... Like, he's not a great runner or anything. He's just crafty back there, moves around, smart, gets rid of the ball, gets rid of the ball. You're not going to get him. Okay. I'll is be surprised if they challenge? get him. I'll be surprised if they get him. What? No sacks. No well, sacks. Again, Ten sacks and 600-plus drop, drop right. backs. I'd be surprised if they get him. The, the combination of his history and Clay Helton, they're just going to get rid of it fast. And move around. And let's face it, part of that discussion is Nebraska's pass rush hasn't been that great. Just hasn't. Garrett had the nice strip sack. Oshan sack was a, more of a coverage sack yeah. than it was a great rush. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Against I'm not North Dakota. I'm not saying it's it's terrible Nebraska's pass rush. Well, it was against Northwestern, but I. It's just the way the the teams some teams operate. It's just hard to get get your hand on the quarterback before he releases the ball. You know. so you're you're going to wager your bet that there's no, no sacks. No sacks. Against but at you got to get pressure. You got to get pressure. Though. You got to hit. You got to get it. You know what you need? Hurries and hits. Hit him. Hit him. Unlike Holinsky, you didn't hit him at all. No, didn't hit him at all. Never he went to the ground one His, time. I, I like to say it, Holinsky's jersey was cleaner than your shirt after that game. Yeah, I spilled beer in my I, I guarantee you did. And how much and mustard. Ketchup, yeah. <laughs> Although when I saw you at halftime, you were really clean and really put together. Yeah, I, was I got sloppy impressed. after that. <laughs> More next and early break in the ticket. 